Welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. And here's your host, Conrad Cushman. Folks, welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to episode 91 of Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast. We have a lot of wrestling news to talk about. We are going to be talking about Marty Skrull resigning with Ring of Honor, Brian Cage potentially going to AEW, MLW signs a deal with ICM Partners, and what does that mean? And we're going to talk about a few other things. If this is your first time watching the video, guys, do me a favor. Make sure you hit that like button for me. Also, make sure you subscribe to the channel. And if you're in the live chat, I will be reading some of your thoughts as we record this live. We had some technical difficulties for some of the people who come in after the fact, but we started this over, so we're going to do this right and make sure that it gets done right for you. Uh, we have some amazing sponsors on today's podcast. Big shout out to powerslam.tv. If you guys look in the description box of the YouTube video or the audio, you will find out how to get one free month on me of independent pro wrestling. We will have an ad for them later on. My good friend Josh Burton at Everything College Basketball. We will play an ad for his podcast. And we have a new one. If you are a fan of retro wrestling figures, you guys are going to want to make sure you listen out for a new book that is coming out. Make sure you listen to the audio form of the podcast for that. So let us get into this one here. Um, Ring of Honor re-signs Marty Skrull. I think this shocked a lot of people in the wrestling world this week. So many people thought he was going to AEW. He's going to NXT. He's going here, he's going there. Lots of different potential things that they thought he was going to be able to do. Now we're here. Uh, Marty Skrull had so many options. Um, the villain has signed a new contract with Ring of Honor. Skrull's original deal expired back in November. And he's been testing the waters ever since then, showing up at different places like uh, NWA showed up at the Into the Fire pay-per-view. No one was expecting that. That got a hell of a reaction from Marty. Uh, that was amazing. A lot of people went crazy for that. Uh, it was also noted that Ring of Honor put in a big offer for him. They offered him less dates, more money, and some were saying even more control. Now, NXT was putting out the fields as well. AEW seemed like a layup because all of his friends at one point in the elite went there. Who knows what we could do with uh, Marty Skrull's talents wherever. I would have loved to have even seen him in NXT UK. That brand needs some more star power on it. And I think Marty could have elevated and had some really good matches with people like Walter. Uh, he could have went there and had great matches with Jordan Devlin, Tyler Bate, Trent Seven. But Marty seemed like a bigger star than that brand too, right? No offense to anybody at NXT UK, but Marty was one of the hottest free agents at the time. So you can't blame him for trying to go out and make some money. So uh, all of this news is coming from SEScoops.com. And we are going to read what happened here. And this is coming from Pro Wrestling Sheet. They have since confirmed that he will be starting a position with executive producer Hunter Johnston, who is delirious, if you guys didn't know. Uh, there is little debate about the fact that Ring of Honor lost its creative direction in 2019. You could sure say that again. Um, they lost it, and Delirious is going to be focusing on the Ring of Honor shows, 
while Marty is going to be focusing on the bigger picture for Ring of Honor, uh, help strengthening relationships with New Japan Pro Wrestling, where he is a former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. We also have Marty Scurll focusing on the NWA. If you guys watched NWA Power tonight, you would have seen Marty Scurll did some amazing things for that brand. He uh, possibly started getting them back in with Ring of Honor. NWA and Ring of Honor's relationship just stopped out of the blue, and now it seems like it's back on. Nick Aldis showed up at one of their shows wearing an NWA shirt, uh, Strictly Business wearing NWA hoodies. There was a little push apart, little brawl. Got people talking. Exactly what you want to do. Created some buzz for Ring of Honor and NWA. That's what you want to do with that. Now, when you see everything that's been going on here with Marty, NWA, the real question is, what is he going to do to help rehabilitate the brand's image? He's got options, and we're going to get into part of that in a second here. Um, there's no word on the length of Marty's new contract, but Ring of Honor has been signing talents to two years recently, and it's presumed that Marty's contract is of similar length. That's not a long time. If Marty doesn't like it after, maybe he has an option clause after a year. We don't know what he has in his contract. But I think Marty made the right move. If you had the option to have creative freedom, that's the same thing the elite got when they went to AEW. How could you be mad at somebody for taking advantage of that? Uh, live chat, we got some good people in here. Uh, we have Mr. Floodwater, Nelson. Uh, we got Donnie in the house, King Savage, Elijah Washington. Uh, DJ Storms is in here. Uh, who else do we have showing up? My man, Derek, what's up, D? Uh, and Mr. Creative All Day are in here. Interesting way to put it. What do you guys want to see from all of this? Uh, what is going on, Chaunacy? Good to have you in here as well. Um, DJ Storms put ROH is a sinking ship. A partnership with AEW and New Japan together would be the best thing possible. Um, if Skrull can work his magic. Who knows how much reach he has with that, too. And I feel like I said this with Donnie on the uh, Impact review. Maybe we need to have like a meeting of the minds. Maybe it's time to make that Megazord. <laughs> uh, I, I compared it to Power Rangers. Uh, shout out to XGW. I saw you uh, tag me in that on Twitter as well with the little Power Rangers gif. Um, maybe you want to put all of these things together and make one big monster. Could you imagine... Four or five companies working together, trading talent, booking some of the best cards and matches that you possibly can. That would be something remarkable, something we haven't seen. What if they brought the old school back to pro wrestling and one night Marty Skrull could be on NWA Power, next week he's on AEW. And then next year at Wrestle Kingdom 15, boom, he's challenging for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. You have options. You could do so many things. And WWE, maybe they're going to start looking to do partnerships, too. This could change the game a lot. It's showing that if you want to sign some of these guys, you're going to have to offer them creative control. And I think that's one of the things that Vince doesn't want to give up. I get it. Look at what happened with Hogan and everything else when you do that. But if you offer that big money that that's going to keep them there, but how long are they going to remain happy? What's going to give them that that reason uh, I'm pulling I'm pulling out a pen for those listening on audio form what's going to give them the reason to sign that dotted line 
they put some good things together. Now, how can he help with this rebranding of the image, uh, rebranding the image of Ring of Honor? Let us take a look. He has to figure out, number one, where does New Japan stand in all of this? Do they, Are they happy with Ring of Honor? Do they want to work with Ring of Honor? Okay. I think they do. I don't think there's any issues with them. The War of the World shows are great when they come here to Buffalo, uh, Toronto. You always get a good show with them. I never saw any issues with it. They introduced me to a lot of great talent. Takahashi, uh, so many people. I saw Naito Live. I saw Evil, Sonata. We could go through all the names. They introduced a lot of people to that New Japan style that they wouldn't have known. Next, the NWA. NWA needs help, too. Don't think that everything's all gravy with them. I love what they're doing for a show. They're producing a great show. They need exposure, though. They need more people to watch that show, and they need more people to get behind that brand. How can they do it? Work with Ring of Honor. They've got the legacy. They've got the name. They've been around for years. The hardest hurdle is going to be, can AEW get involved in all of this? Because I know he wants to help out his friends. And that's going to be the bridge that he's going to have to try to cross as well. Jericho's trying to make some stuff happen. Marty's trying to make some stuff happen, I would assume. We're going to have to wait and see. But, live chat, is this something that you would want to see? Um, let me see. DJ Storm says, AEW, NWA, ROH, New Japan, all together. Rather interesting. 2020 should be a very interesting year. Uh, Triple H when Vince is gone would. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that, Rob. I will do that as soon as I'm uh, finished up here. Uh, Rob said too many cooks in the kitchen, in his opinion, if that happens. Is four companies too much live chat? What do you guys think? Uh, DJ said it's a merely a possibility. ROH and AEW would be epic. But I don't think so, though. They have to fix a lot of the characters, too. Matt Taven, I'm sorry, man. Him being champion this year, that was disastrous, in my opinion, for the brand. I was not a fan of that, what they were doing. Ring of Honor needs to figure out their identity, like many have said, and they need to figure out who's going to take over. I love Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal is an amazing wrestler, but Jay Lethal can't be in the main event match every single night. PCO's the champ now. That's great. We've seen stuff with Roosh done. Uh, Bandito, I feel like they've wasted him, but he's re-signed. Bandito is another one who was recently re-signed with Ring of Honor. That's really dope. And I think they made the right move to try to go and get him. There, what, what could you complain about with that? I just think he hasn't been used properly. Uh, he's kind of always just been seen as an afterthought, in my opinion, when it comes down to, well, what are we going to do with him? Nobody knows. It seems like he got pushed to the side for Roosh, and he's always in six-man tags. He was in Lifeblood. Uh... I, I just think he needs to be in a better spot than how they're using him at this given moment. Um, let's talk about some of the people being announced for J the ROH Supercard. We had Jay White announced for uh, Supercard of Honor 14. That's amazing. And we have, we're have we getting some more names announced recently on Twitter. Uh, Matt Lopez tagged me in um, some people getting announced right before this started. So, New Japan and Ring of Honor seem like they're back together. They're on the same page with the talent sharing and working together. This could be something really dope. <laughs> NWA power into the fire. Donnie, I can hear you singing it right now. 
Uh, NWA, a lot of people left because Jim got fired. I haven't seen anybody leave because of that, King. So I'm not sure about that. Uh, <laughs> and I'm getting people talking about Taven sucks. Uh, current top five promotions, Flood asks. Flood, save that for me for afterwards. That's a good question. Connor, what's happening, brother? Good to have you in here. Um, yeah, so... The relationship's on right now with all of this with Ring of Honor. It's a wait and see. We'll have to see how Marty does in his role. I want this to work, though. Honestly. I'm not saying that to be funny. I really do. Like, I don't want any issues with this. I don't want problems with this. I want this to work. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. The early 1990s was a great time to be a child. Remember the feeling when you were young, running through the aisle of your local toy store, or wishing for that present under the tree? That feeling is no longer in the past with the unofficial wrestling figure retrospective. It was a period of change for the WWF and also for the figures. Back when everyone was a superstar and became names you'd remember almost 30 years later. So read the book before it pins you one, two, three. Everything Pro Wrestling, it's your boys from the Everything College Basketball Podcast and Facebook group. I'm Josh Burton, letting you all know that if you like the college game, that there's only one spot to come find all you need to know. Yep, Josh, Peyton, and myself, Tyler, we are the three voices of ECB podcast and Facebook group. Peyton, tell them where they can uh, find us and listen to us at. Well, Tyler, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all other podcast hosting sites. Also, go join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups like everything college basketball. So if you want everything you need to know about the collegiate game or have a passion for it, there's only one spot that you need to check out on a weekly basis or a daily basis with the Facebook group. That's everything college basketball. Now let's get back to Conrad informing you on everything pro wrestling and the workings around it. Brother. Let's go on to our next story. We're going to switch to a little AEW for this next one, we have AEW um, supposedly signing Brian Cage. We found this out a little bit after his match with Rob Van Dam. So, Brian Cage lost to Rob Van Dam at uh, Impact Wrestling's last pay-per-view that just took place on uh, Sunday. Uh, Hard to Kill. Not a Steven Seagal movie, I swear. Um, he got beat down pretty badly by RVD, the reviews in the archives, if you guys want to hear about that. But afterwards, he got, he did the job, he kind of left out, and someone else replaced him in the match, because they made RVD look strong as a heel. When you look at this, they said Cage's contract has expired. Now, 
Here's what we got for it. So according to reports, and this is from SoCal Uncensored, SCU, inside joke if you guys didn't know about that, um, Ring of Honor was the highest paying deal. Cage decided to sign with AEW due to the exposure they currently have. No start date has been given for Cage's AEW contract, so it's hard to say when he'll be making the debut for the company. Through the reports, though, it's saying that he's expected to start with the promotion soon. It's interesting to note here that Cage made his AEW debut during the Double or Nothing, or I'm sorry, he almost made his debut during the Double or Nothing pay-per-view in the Battle Royal. Now, Impact Wrestling put a stop to him showing up for that Battle Royal because in Don Callis' belief was that his world champion shouldn't be losing on a pre-show Battle Royal for another company. And I completely get that. That is not an issue at all when they talked about it. Um, I, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Now, here's the weird part. Everybody thinks Cage is signed. I'm still seeing people on Twitter like, oh, Cage is going to AEW. He might be, but according to Melissa Santos, who is his, I think it's fiance. I don't know if they're married or not, but they're dating. And Cage's girlfriend, we'll just say for now, Melissa Santos said he has not signed a dotted line yet. So she didn't know where these reports were coming from. So Cage is not officially with AEW, according to a direct source. Do you guys want to see Brian Cage in AEW? Sonny, what's going on? Good to see you in here. Brian Cage is someone who I feel will add more depth to uh, the lack of big men that they have. Cage will fit right in with that. The main thing for him is to make sure he stays healthy. I think the lighter schedule will be good for him. And he's still able to go out and do his other gigs. If he wanted to do uh, bar wrestling, if he wanted to go somewhere else and wrestle a match, I don't think it's a problem. Why Why would it be? You know? Um, I think it's a great pickup if they do get him. Uh you think Melissa is trying to maintain the element of surprise or he legit didn't sign yet? Don't know. Don't know how she operates, Rob. If it was like Chris Jericho saying it, you got to always take it with a grain of salt because he's trying to fool you. He's trying to get you to believe. Sometimes he might be telling the truth. He might be lying. Uh, I would say the same thing for people like Punk. Punk was always good at fooling people. Um, there's certain people who are masters at it. Melissa Santos, I think he has the contract sitting there and they know what he wants to do. He's basically probably said it, but he's like, ah, let me have my lawyer read over this. I think that's the point where we're at. He's just like, let me have someone read over everything. And if it's good, I'll sign it and I'm coming over. Uh, now that's his wife. She'll let you know any chance she gets. <laughs> oh, they're married. So see, my apologies. Thank you for correcting me, uh, Rob and Donnie. I did not know that. That That is uh, an important detail that we'd never want to leave out for uh, certain people because they got to know every single thing about some of these wrestlers. And I'm going to move to our next story, but this one's not listed. We're going to go to NXT real quick and talk about that brand. One of my favorites, um, Velveteen Dream Injury Update. So the Velveteen Dream has been on the shelf since September Uh in the kayfabe world, he was attacked by Roderick Strong in the Undisputed Era. That was the way they got the title off of him as well. And he hasn't wrestled since dropping the North American title to Strong on September 18, 2019 on an episode of NXT. Now, according to comments made by Dave Meltzer, the Velveteen Dream is dealing with a serious back injury. Uh, he said that he knows the injury is pretty serious, 
Uh, he said it on the show. He would also say he hasn't heard an update on the Velveteen Dream's condition in a long time, but he knows it's a really bad back injury. Uh, when the Dream went on the shelf, it was reported that he had been dealing with a, a back injury even before this. So I did not know that. And the injury had gotten worse, so he decided to take some time off to deal with it. Um, the Velveteen Dream won the North American title from Johnny Gargano. Uh, two ending to the matches were Tate, one with Gargano retaining, and the other with the Velveteen Dream winning the title. So he probably toughed it out so that he didn't lose his opportunity at the NXT North American title. I did not know that there were two endings taped to the match. If it was, I forgot about it. Um... Very different, very different. So we're going to have to see what happens with the Velveteen Dream. I think he would have been a big factor in that Survivor Series uh, lineup that they had with NXT. I feel like some other guys wouldn't have been on there, but they got to shine a little bit. But the Velveteen Dream, I think, would have been in that 5-on-5-on-5 five five five, uh, men's elimination match for Survivor Series. I just think he really probably wish he had that opportunity. The Velveteen Dream, I still think, will be a star. Hopefully, he's not injured too badly. Back injuries are no joke. Uh, I've been dealing with one for quite some time, too. It's a, a pain, literally, and it just sucks because you know you can do more, and sometimes you can't, and it just bothers you. Um, Sonny Bimbo, thank you for the hashtag everything pro wrestling. You can do hashtag EPW as well in the chat. Uh, Rob said, I heard the Dream's back injury is similar to what happened with uh, Richie Steamboat. I hope it's not that because he's gold. Big, big facts, Rob, when it comes to that. Uh, I don't like to see anybody get hurt, man. That's one of the worst things that you could see for any sport, wrestling, whatever it may be. Never want to see somebody hurt. Uh, let us get to... The next topic that I want to talk about, which is MLW. We don't get to talk MLW a lot on this show. Hashtag respect Jacob Fatu. That's my boy, the world champ. Uh, but this is more so about MLW, the organization as a whole. They've been making some waves. Like, I know a lot of people may not watch their content. I feel like NWA kind of took their spot as the cool YouTube show to watch. Now it's kind of tough to keep up with everything. I'm trying my best to uh, catch MLW when I can, when I'm free. But MLW and ICM Partners have started a relationship with each other. MLW signed with ICM Partners. Who are they and what do they do? This is from SE Scoops once again. MLW is eyeing new TV deals and have signed ICM Partners. According to the news first broken by Deadline Hollywood, the talent agency has partnered with MLW and will be looking to broker a new TV and streaming deal for their promotion. ICW is a talent agency with offices in Los Angeles, New York, Washington, and London. They typically represent showrunners in the TV and film industry. MLW's rights become available this spring. The promotion is touting a 43% growth in total viewers from 2018 to 2019 while on BN Sports. ICM Partners will also help MLW launch MLW Studios. Interesting. So ICM Partners will also represent MLW with the launch of MLW Studios, a multi-platform media studio offering the slate of original scripted and non-scripted programming in MLW press release states. Uh, Episodes of MLW Fusion are currently airing on Saturday nights on BN Sports. Uh, They are later posted in full to YouTube. 
I love I love MLW. They have some really good things that happen on that show. If you're not a fan of that brand or you haven't watched it yet, I would say give it a try. Uh, I give I do giveaways sometimes on uh, f- for Fight TV hashtag EPW or excuse me Fight F I T E EPW. That's two E's back to back, and uh, you guys can have the opportunity to check out some of these shows uh, when they come up for contests. And when you see MLW, I really am impressed by the Von Ericks. I like them a lot. Uh, you guys can see familiar faces like Simon Gotch, Low Key. Uh, people pop up all the time in MLW. Court Bauer is the person who is in charge over there. Court Bauer is a former writer for WWE. Uh, Court Bauer comments on this and says, As the only free agent in the wrestling space in 2020, MLW is in a unique position in the television landscape, Court says. He is saying that MLW provides an extraordinary entertainment experience showcasing some of the sport's most storied and iconic families and embracing Mexican Lucha Libre culture and representing it in its original form and presenting original content in a 360 manner. Um, Court's amazing. He, He is someone who has always found talent and really puts them over. I do like the fact that he works with people like Aerostar, and so many people. Brian Pillman Jr. was over there. We had Teddy Hart. The Hart Dynasty was amazing over there. I loved them. Uh, Teddy is not with them anymore. But you also have Davey Boy Smith. Big fan of Hammerstone. Uh, lots and lots of things happening. Now, speaking of MLW, recently MJF's contract ran out with them. And he is no longer with MLW. He fulfilled all his obligations. But MJF is now going to be strictly in AEW. Makes sense. That's who that's who gave him the bigger deal. Um, not mad at him. Maxwell made the right choice in all of this. <laughs> uh, what's going on, Obi-Wan? I see you in here. Um, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Made the right choice when it comes to who are we going to sign with? What are we going to do? What, what else could you ask for when it comes to this? Um... You have choices to make. There's only a certain amount of companies now. Everybody can't share everybody. I brought up the four companies working together. MLW wasn't mentioned in that deal. Neither was Impact Wrestling. They're going to have to start forging relationships with each other. And like Rob said, maybe it's too many cooks in the kitchen. Maybe only certain people play well with each other. You have to figure out and you're going to have to see how these people put their terms together to work together. Last but not least, folks, on this, this is going to be a short episode of the podcast today. We'll get to some questions after, but um, AEW Bash at the Beach. I wanted to talk about it because I was really hoping for a unique set. I've been talking about this since they've announced it. I want sand. I want someone getting powerbombed through a pier. I want volleyballs, beach balls. I want uh, freaking beach towels. I want girls in bikinis. I want it all. Surfboards. I want to see some mayhem on this show, and we have some news on this. So, according to Nick Jackson, Bash at the Beach is part of AEW's broader strategy to freshen up the formula for AEW Dynamite, and in between the company's quarterly pay-per-views, our plan is to do four pay-per-views a year, and we realize that we have to dress up some of the shows on Wednesday to not fall into that formula, try to make them feel special more than other ones. So, this is going to be kind of a special show is what it sounds like he's saying to me, 
And uh, Nick Jackson goes on to say that he wants to try to make them feel more special than some other ones. That was the thinking process on this to bring back some of the uh, past that is not that has such a cool history. Excuse me. Uh, WCW Bash at the Beach featured cool things like sand, palm trees, boardwalk aisles, uh, tropical birds, and more. The 1995 installment actually took place at Huntington Beach, California. They did a bash at the beach outside. That would be something really cool, too, that they could try to experiment with in the future. I don't know how that works with the HD cameras. Does it look good? That's something that you'd have to see. Uh, yes, King Savage. I see a lot of people putting that um, in the chat. They're, they're fans of this bash at the beach show. So, running down, what do we have on the card for this? We say this most weeks, but AEW has a loaded card again, in my opinion. So, we've got the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, Santana and Ortiz, PMP, and, uh, the best friends in a number one contenders match. The winners will face SCU at a later date. We also have John Moxley versus Sammy Guevara. We have Pac versus Darby Allen. MJF, The Butcher, and The Blade versus, this is no mistake, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, Dustin Rhodes, and QT Marshall. Uh, then we also have Chris Statlander versus, uh, or excuse me, Chris Statlander and Sheeta versus Awesome Kong and Mel of the Nightmare Collective. Cody Rhodes will also respond to MJF's challenge from two weeks back. This is going to be a really good show, man. They've got some things that they can do here. Um... I think it's dope. I think it's dope. We got a lot of cool things happening with this. And if you guys didn't know, every Wednesday, you guys can come to the YouTube channel and you guys can find me reviewing AEW Dynamite. I will be here with uh, Derek and Donnie. We're going to go through all the action for you, give our thoughts and opinions on it tomorrow. And I think it's going to be a hell of a good time. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the show with us. Come in talk about it i love to get other people's thoughts on the aew show i review aew every wednesday then i catch nxt the next day and uh, we got a big weekend coming up soon with the royal rumble now next week on the podcast i will have a guest this next week's episode will be starting earlier i believe it's going to be around 4 p.m so if you guys are off in the afternoon make sure you guys can get right in here so that way you can check this out i will have tom collihue he is someone who breaks a lot of news in pro wrestling that you probably never really get to see he's been on some of my round tables if you listen to the audio versions of the podcast back when i was on brain buster radio i've had tom on twice Tom is an absolute cool dude to talk to, knows his pro wrestling stuff, so I'm going to make sure we show him some love next week. We're going to be going through what we think is going to happen in the Royal Rumble match. Uh, we're going to have a preview for that, and hopefully we can talk some uh, NWA power, but I'm going to give it to you guys for some questions here real quick. Um, so if you guys have questions, put them in the chat. We'll try to answer a few, and then we'll get ready to get on out of here. So, the first thing I saw was rank your five favorite promotions. So, for me personally, if I had to rank my top five promotions, I'm going to go number one right now is AEW. I'm enjoying the product. I don't have as many issues with it as um, some people just don't like it and it's not for them. I get it. Totally cool with that. Um, oh, actually, you know what? Time out. Flip. Pause. Wait. I'm, I'm separating NXT in this one because you have to, I feel like. NXT would be my number one. 
and I'm just talking about the Wednesday brand of NXT that just goes up against AEW. Then I'll put AEW at two. Now, number three, it gets tough, but I'm going to give it to NWA. I really enjoy Power. I think that they put on some good stuff. They brought in my man, Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner. All the peaks and my freaks. Uh, Scott Steiner, just amazing. They gave him the microphone tonight, gold. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed that, so I thought that was fun for NWA. And next up after that, hmm. I'm going to go with MLW for four. Uh, I really like Contra and Jacob Fott, too, and what they're doing over there. You can always see some new talent debut. Uh, a lot of the people that you end up liking from MLW have went on to other promotions, whether it be Ring of Honor, Impact, AEW, some to WWE. These guys are doing some really good things. And, oh, crap, how could I forget New Japan? Put New Japan after uh, AEW. So, cause and that's only because of lack of me being able to see it. But when I do catch New Japan, love it, love it, love it, love it. So we're gonna go NXT number one, AEW number two, New Japan three, NWA will be four, and MLW will be five. So those are the top five for me personally. Um, <laughs> Floods at hell yet at four p.m. I know the international people are feeling that. Bash at the beach, Donnie. I don't know why you posted a bikini in my chat. Knock it off. Um, Rob said, can I get Shauna, versus, Shauna and Jamie Hayter in bikinis tomorrow? I've been good all year. Rob, that ain't happening, brother. I think Jamie's uh, still doing her stardom stuff over in Japan. I would really love for her to join that roster. I think she's uh, a bright, bright person who we don't get to see enough of who's made appearances over here. I would love to see her as part of AEW. Uh, why do you watch AEW over NXT on Wednesdays? Because, Flood, AEW is something uh, fresh compared to WWE. I w Could you imagine watching WWE television, Monday night, three hours, SmackDown, two hours, and then they've added another two? What is that? That's seven hours I'm holding up right now of television, bro. Way too much. Way too much WWE with their formulas and how they do things. It's kind of a lot of repeat. I want to see something different. So now I'm kind of like, mm, I'm going to watch this instead. I've even been cutting out Raw sometimes. If somebody gives me a better offer to do something than Raw, I'm taking it. That's why the Raw reviews have not been going up. I don't feel like being negative every Monday about Monday Night Raw. I hate the three-hour format. It's too long. It doesn't work for me. Uh... Predicted card for NXT TakeOver Portland and how many matches? We're going to go with the five matches. Uh, we know about Keith Lee, Roderick Strong. I think we're going to get Tommaso Ciampa versus uh, Adam Cole will be another match. I'm sure we'll get a women's title and a uh, NXT tag team title match. And I think we're going to get one extra match. That'll probably be the Dusty Classic Finals. So that's the five. I think that's that's enough for that card. And I'll be happy with that. No issues with that. Good question, DJ. Um, and math problems will be solved. Yes, Scott Steiner. Derek Gross, 66 and three-fourths of a chance of winning. Uh, who wins the men's and women's Royal Rumble? Connor, I'm going to answer that next week. So I'm going to have to pass on that one politely for right now. Uh, King Savage said for him, it's AEW, NXT, New Japan, NWA, and NXT UK. Not a bad, not bad choices there. NXT UK is great. I just, ha I have not had time to watch it. That's another one that I had to cut out, man. 
so much wrestling these days. So good, though. Um, yeah, guys, with that being said, I appreciate each and every one of you. Let's do this real quick, guys. If you are on YouTube, thank you for subscribing. Do me a favor. Go subscribe to me on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, however you want to listen to it. There's a link tree in the description below. Make sure you guys subscribe to me that way. Also, if you guys haven't, check out our merch store, tpublic.com. There's a link in the link tree for that as well. Get yourself some cool EPW merch, man. We've got some of the best shirts. We've got some NWO style shirts. We've got Wolfpack logos that look like the NWO with EPW lettering. We've got the LWO version. We've got the classic black and white. So many different versions that you guys can get for yourselves. Uh, Rob has a, a video game style t-shirt up. We've got some cool ones that will be coming in the works as well. We're kind of just waiting for when we're going to debut some of them. Uh, we've got some really good merch, people. I'm telling you. Make sure you guys check that out. I really want to uh, see some more people get some merch. And then if you guys get it, send it to me on Twitter. I'll retweet it. Put your link in there or something. Something you're trying to sell. I'll retweet it. Just show some love to everything pro wrestling, man. You guys can also get, we have other things on there like uh, phone cases. You get a background for your phone for everything pro wrestling. We've got stickers, stuff you can put on your laptop. You don't have to buy something that's 20 bucks If you can't afford it, get something that's 5 bucks. whatever. It helps support the brand and you get something for it. Uh, as well, we want to support each other in the chat and the community. So remember, folks, be nice to each other in the wrestling community. It's very important. I think that we have to show that we're not this toxic group of people. We want to be better. So make sure that we're just showing love to each other, showing support, and just being overall good people to each other. Uh, I think that's what is best when it comes to that. Let me see here. Rob asks, when Keith Lee takes over WWE's main event scene, how long will we bask in his glory? As long as he damn well pleases, Rob. Um... Flood says, I think WWE gets too much shit. I don't think so, Flood. I, I don't. I think that if you've been watching as long as... I know some of the people in the chat personally. We've been watching a long time. Derek. We've been watching since the Attitude Era. Original Biggie. He's been watching for a while, too. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys have been watching for years now. But the people in their 30s, late 20s... Rob, Brandon, uh, there's a lot of people in here. Donnie, what's going on, Jono? Uh, there's a lot of people who come in here, and I really feel like they haven't seen what the WWE used to do and what they can do. <sighs> to me, it's like watching, I, I, I don't know. Vince is just so unmotivated. They're not creative. They're not trying. They used to have a spot for everybody, and now you barely care about people who are your intercontinental champions. Like, what happened, bro? I don't want to be like Mr. Sour negative on them, but they could do so much better. And I'm going to hold them accountable until they do, Flood. It's not me trying to be mean. It's not that I hate WWE. I want WWE to be better. That's why I support AEW, because that's what will make them better. If you didn't live through the Monday Night Wars, I'm telling you. That will make you better. They were they will they were trying to take talent from each other, backbite each other. They did not care what they had to do. It was ruthless what they were pulling on each other. So we'll have to see. We're getting some more questions popping in here, people. Hold on, I'm not gonna be able to end this just yet. Uh, who takes the title from Adam Cole? Champa Riddle or someone else? I think 
they are going to go with Tommaso for the short term if anyone takes it from him. But I don't know if he's going to do it right here. I feel like they are they might play around with it for a little bit and then uh, see what they're going to do. But I think it's going to be Ciampa for right now. I want it to be Keith Lee like King Savage said, but I think they're just going to mess around with Keith Lee. I think they're going to give him the short kind of like you're going to build yourself up and then he's going to have to beat someone else for it. Uh, Donnie said dope shirts. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I see you have a couple of them, Donnie. So thank you. You rock them in the reviews, too, so I appreciate that. Mr. Creative all day. Andrade versus Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title ladder match next week on Raw. That's going to be good. I like that Raw's been announcing the cards beforehand. I like that. Just don't pull the bait and switch, which is something that they do a lot. Um, Connor says he's been watching WWE since 2016. Um, have you seen the David Benoit interview with Chris Van Vliet? It's worth your time checking out. I promise you, boys, it is in my watch later on YouTube. I just haven't had time at work today. I was actually busy, so I did not have time to listen to that yet. And uh, it's kind of a controversial subject. And I didn't want to play it like over where people are going to be walking by and they could hear it because they hear the name Chris Benoit. I don't feel like talking about it because, as you guys know, Chris Benoit is one of my favorites of all time. And uh, it's hard sometimes to talk about what happened with that whole situation. And I have different thoughts than other people. And maybe one day we'll get into that. But this isn't the time nor the place for it. But yes, Chris Van Vliet does excellent interviews. And I can't wait to check him out. If you guys want to hear my thoughts on the controversial Tessa Blanchard stuff too, go check out my Impact review with Donnie. We reviewed Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill. And I kind of gave my thoughts on Tessa Blanchard at the end. Um... Go watch that if you want to hear my thoughts on that. Uh, Elijah Wa Elijah Washington says, what matches are you interested in seeing tomorrow for AEW? I'm most interested right now, I want to say, in that tag team match. I'm interested in all of them. But the tag team uh, match, I want to see how that plays out. Uh, the four-corner or four-way tag match for the number one contenders. And I kind of want to see what they do with Cody. And then number three is kind of the Nightmare Collective. I want to see how they bounce back from this. Have to wait and see because we know what Moxley and Sammy are going to do. And I really want Sammy Guevara to have a good match against John Moxley. I think he deserves it. I'm really starting to come around on that kid. Uh, Donnie tried to put me down on him first, so I'll give him credit for that where it is due. Uh, I agree somewhat. SmackDown in 2016 was awesome. Yes, it was, that was a good year for SmackDown, Biggie. I agree. Uh, you hear David Benoit talk to Our Lady Peace and he wants his theme. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to uh, check that out, man. Uh, Mr. Creative All Day says he's been watching WWE since 2000, so he was there for some of the glory years of the uh, Attitude Era. Like I said, some people have been watching for a while. They know how good it used to be. 2009 was the worst year of wrestling. I stopped watching wrestling that year. Harsh. Harsh. But that's why we got options now, King. There's other places to go. Uh, let's see here. Rumble winner faces Brock. Chamber winner faces Bray or vice versa, Rob asks. I'm going to say hmm, I'm going to say that the Rumble winner faces Bray for right now for what I'm thinking in my head. Rumble winner faces Bray, Chamber winner faces uh Brock. But Brock's going to have a story in this Royal Rumble match, I feel. Uh Flood started watching in 06, 05 to 07 were some of the hardest years for me to watch in my opinion. Uh but not mad at you Flood. Now I kind of wish they had those days again. <laughs> ah but with that being said, folks, I thank you guys so much for sticking with me through the technical difficulties for the first 10 minutes. I apologize about that. I will try to make sure that we clean that up in the future. Uh, I, I think I know why it happened. It was definitely a user error on my part. 
But um, yeah, I would absolutely love to see you guys in here uh, for tomorrow's AEW Dynamite review. We will be in the house. Hopefully we got some special stuff happening for you. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Thank you for listening to episode 91 of the Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you guys haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button so you guys don't miss out. We want to see you on YouTube tomorrow for the AEW Dynamite Bash at the Beach Review. We are going to have a good time with that, I promise you. And don't forget, next week, the podcast is starting at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Me and Tom Collihue are going over our Royal Rumble preview and predictions. It's going to be one you don't want to miss out on. Have a good week, everybody. Can't wait to see you next week. Peace.